What's up, everybody? Welcome to Steel Talks Raiders on the Rebel Report Podcast. I am your host, as always, Brandon Steele. Hope everyone is feeling good. Hope everyone is feeling well. Um, it's been a busy week just around the world in general. We're getting um, plenty of football in full motion on the weekends. Once it hits Thursday, you know it's time for some football. We also got some action, the Max back for college football. Um, a lot of betters love watching the Mac. We got Mountain West, obviously. Check out the Around the Mountain segment on the podcast if you're in the Las Vegas area. Um, the Rebels will host Fresno State. But we're talking about Las Vegas Raiders. My favorite thing to talk about on the entire Rebel Report podcast, giving you these predictions and previews of the game, following it up with hopefully a victory Monday after. And what do we have on Slate Sunday? It is a 1 o'clock game. I love 1 o'clock games. The Raiders go down to Southern California to take on Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers for the first time. This is the first time that Justin Herbert will face the Raiders in his young career, his rookie year right now. It's the first time that the Raiders and Chargers will play each other in new SoFi Stadium. And then later down the year on Thursday night football, the Chargers and Raiders will face off for the first time in Allegiant Stadium. So both of these teams, they got the new venue Unfortunately, we're unable to put people in those seats, but the time will come, hopefully 2021. And the Chargers and the Raiders, man, a great rivalry in the AFC West. There was a time in the mid-2000s where the Chargers with LaDainian Tomlinson and young Phillip Rivers and Antonio Gates dominated this rivalry. Over the years, it's, it's either been a split or it's been a sweep. And last year, the Raiders swept the Chargers. They won on Thursday night where the defense looked great. Eric Harris had two interceptions. Cleveland Farrell had three sacks. Uh, they beat Phillip Rivers. Carl Joseph, game-winning interception. And then later in the year, in uh, Carson City, the Raiders beat the Chargers again. They just they didn't look very good. Neither team really did, but the Raiders grinded it out. Hunter Renfro had a huge catch and run for about 60-plus yards from the arm of Derek Carr. And now when you look at those two games, man, have the rosters completely flipped. Phillip Rivers no longer in the powder blue. Rivers now obviously in Indianapolis Colt, and he was a Chargers quarterback for 17 years. So we come to the new era of Chargers football, and it's led by Justin Herbert. And I said at the beginning of the year, Tyrod Taylor won't be the guy, obviously. He's just going to groom Justin Herbert. And when the Chargers drafted Justin Herbert, as a Raider fan, I'm sitting back and going, all right, go ahead. I really don't think he's going to be that good. And I said the same thing if the Chargers were going to be drafting Tua. So go ahead and take either one. I'm not convinced that they're ready to be in, at an NFL-level quarterback. I thought Burrow was better than Herbert. I thought Burrow was better than Tua, whether Tua was hurt or not. And I was cool with the Chargers taking either one. But boy, was I wrong. As Justin Herbert is the silent assassin, the silent killer. We all know Justin is not the most vocal guy um, he's not a loud mouth. He's not a trash talker by any means. He's extremely humble. And I've grown to be very impressed with Herbert's arm, his mobility. He just is a rookie. That's all it is. He makes mistakes that we see Burrow make, you know, trying to do too much. Derek Carr, the first four or five years even of his career, and in fact, we see it with Carson Wentz now, quarterbacks that are still relatively young, it takes them time to slow the game down completely and stop trying to force Quarterbacks, they always want to make that extra play with their arm because they have the most confidence in their arm, besides Lamar Jackson, I guess. But um, <laughs> I didn't mean to take a shot at Lamar there. But the point is this. 
Herbert tries to do too much at times, and it bites him. But I still think Justin Herbert could be possibly the rookie of the year. It is a quarterback's league. There's another rookie that I like a lot um, is Chase Claypool, but I liked A.J. Brown a lot last year for the rookie of the year race, but they went with Kyler Murray. It's a quarterback lead. It's going to come down to Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, and obviously it will probably be Burrow due to the popularity. This is a similar thing that happened Derek Carr's rookie year. He had far better numbers than Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater was even down the pipe his rookie year. I think he had either 17 touchdowns and 17 picks or 21 and 21, and Derek completely blew him out of the water statistically, but they went with Teddy because he won. So we'll see how that goes for rookie of the year. It's the quarterback league, but Justin Herbert has looked good, man, and I, I applaud him. He's super humble. I, I like watching his interviews, extremely polite. Um, head coach of the UNLV running Rebels, Marcus Arroyo, well-documented. He was his offense coordinator at the University of Oregon, so oftentimes on Arroyo's Twitter and on the UNLV Twitter, they're often retweeting Herbert, and a lot of people are excited for him, and I think rightfully so, but he is the enemy, and we, he will remain the enemy for the Las Vegas Raiders his entire career because I think he is the face and now the future of the Los Angeles Chargers, and I think that they will move on from Lynn at head coach, possibly after this year, because when you look at the Los Angeles Chargers, they can easily be 6-2 and two right now. They were up 24-7 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they blew it. Last week, more recently, they choked against Denver. They were up 24-7 when they played the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football. I had them dead to rights before the game started. Badgley missed a game-winning field goal. Um, the team is highly competitive, and the Raiders cannot take them lightly. When you talk about Justin Herbert's numbers, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, he averages eight yards a throw, 1,820 yards on the year. Those are spectacular numbers. And the story is really interesting. It was an interview that he had, um, I believe it was with Pat McAfee, where Tyrod Taylor had the issue where they injected something into him or he was punctured in his lungs by a team doctor and it was week two against the Kansas City Chiefs, another game that they took the Chiefs to overtime and almost won. Um, and it was time for Herbert. Herbert, he was told, hey, it's time for you to go in, go win this football game. And he did an outstanding job. He kept him in it. His first drive in the NFL resulted in a touchdown. He looked great. And um, they built off that from there. When Tyrod Taylor was signed to the Chargers, I said it's going to be the same thing as when the Browns signed Tyrod Taylor when they drafted Baker Mayfield. But I didn't foresee Tyrod getting hurt by his own team doctor. I thought Tyrod probably played four or five games and Herbert would come in and maybe look even better because here's the thought. Justin Herbert is doing all of this, putting together a spectacular rookie year without a preseason, without OTAs, without a proper training camp. He's just doing this and regular season games on the fly, getting ready and showing up. So the Raiders cannot take them lightly. And how can the Raiders really come in there and slow down Justin Herbert? Because the Raiders' defense ranks 25th against the pass, and Herbie's averaging about 280 a game. He spreads the ball around to fast, explosive targets. Keenan Allen has 53 receptions. That's some of the most in the NFL. Hunter Henry, He's getting a little bit more healthy now. He's finding himself some targets. Mike Williams, a very spectacular catcher and a frequent flyer that the Raiders need to look out for is Jalen Gutton. Extremely fast, has three touchdowns on the year. And Trayvon Mullen, our best corner, the Raiders' best corner, he can't cover all these guys, obviously. He's going to zoom in on Keenan Allen, try to take him away. But as for the other options, it's very likely 
that uh, Justin Herbert's going to be able to zip the ball around. Nevin Lawson has proven he is not the best option to go with along, alongside Trayvon Mullen. Damon Arnett, our 19th pick in the first round. He's been back at practice, and we would love to have him back soon, but I do not foresee it being this Sunday against the Chargers. And when it comes to Damon Arnett, he's been hurt with his hand. We drafted him when he was a little banged up. Um, he's had a crazy rookie year, but he's in good spirits. Um, I follow him on his Instagram. He had a good Halloween dressed up. High spirits. He's hungry to play. He's always retweeting our guys. He's extremely um, excited to be a Raider. And the reason why we drafted Damon Arnett is he has a lot of dog in him. He's extremely tough. And although he might not be, you know, come in and be a surefire fix in the secondary, it's a lot better than just trusting Nevin Lawson outside of Trayvon Mullen. So hopefully down the road, Arnett's able to play and just learn as we go and provide some youth and some spark in the secondary because the Raiders do rank 25th against the pass, allowing about 260 a game. And last week, the Raiders, the defense looked better, right? They didn't allow a touchdown, yada, yada, yada. We talked about it earlier on the, um, the post-Brown show where I broke down how the Raiders won the game. But look, we had 40-mile-an-hour wins. It was grupal, it was snowing, it was raining, it was hailing. Now we're in beautiful Southern California and a dome. And Justin Herbert's going to want to throw the ball around. This game will be high scoring. I've said the last two weeks it should be a high scoring game. I think this game will be a high scoring game. And quite frankly, I think it bodes well for the Raiders, even more so than it does the Chargers, because I think that the Raiders have the better offense. And it's possibly no Joey Bosa as he has a concussion. That would help the Raiders out a, a lot. Um, the Chargers are in the top 15 against the run, and they're going to be looking across at Josh Jacobs, who was back on track. And I never thought he left. But you can't forget to stop for gas on the road to riches, I guess. And Josh Jacobs, after a bad game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where he only had 17 yards, he comes out against Cleveland in the snow and just pounds the rock, 31 carries, 121 yard, 128 yards. He looked absolutely outstanding. And now, playing in the Dome, Derek Carr is hungry to let that football fly. Uh, meaning, we saw even in the game against Cleveland in the bad weather, Henry Ruggs is getting a lot of separation against the guys covering him. And he makes it look easy. His great speed, he is getting an insane amount of separation and cars put the ball up there for him. We saw it in the game against Cleveland, but the wind just took it away. I think Henry Ruggs will be able to get some separation on these Charger corners, and also Hunter Renfro will be able to do the same. Nelson Aguilar be able to do the same. I think that we're going to be able to fire on our on all cylinders offensively. Now, when it comes to the defense side of the ball, the Raiders weren't rank. 14th against the run, and the Chargers have found themselves a backfield that's young, quick. They like to they like to run the ball quite a bit, and I think this will be a challenge. But when it comes to the run, I take a look at Cleveland Farrell, who's been one of the best graded run stoppers. Not pass rusher, because we all know the Raiders are still atrocious in pass rush, but Farrell has been better. Um, he's been the better option on the team when it comes to stopping the run. Excuse me. Um, Last year against the Los Angeles Chargers, four of his five sacks came in both games against the Bolts. So maybe Cleveland likes playing against the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll find out. He will be a good option to look for in this game, seeing him stop the run, because as it comes down 
for the Los Angeles Chargers. They have Austin Eckler, who's been playing great this year. He's running the ball hard. He's got one touchdown. He's got about 248 yards, but he also does a lot in catching the ball. So when it comes to catching the ball, Austin Eckler is their receiving back. He does a great job of catching out of the backfield. He makes it extremely easy for Justin Herbert to throw to him as just a quick target, and the Raiders struggle with targets like that. As Eckler, he's got about... Oh, excuse me. Eckler's got about 17 grabs this year, 144 yards, no touchdowns yet, but he's been a reliable option as a receiving back for Justin Herberts. When it comes to the other guys that are going to be running the football for the Los Angeles Los Angeles Chargers, you got to look at Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson's been running the ball. He's had about 45 carries on the year, but the main back who's really burst on the scene out of UCLA is Joshua Kelly. Now Joshua Kelly um, he was drafted in the fourth round, and he's came out, and he's loved playing near home, if you will, the, the UCLA Bruin. He's had about 82 carries. That is the most on the team. He's had about 264 yards, a touchdown. Um, they're not a team that likes to run the ball too much, but when they do, these are the guys that can do it. They're going to have an opportunity to get the ball rolling against the Raiders as the Raiders have a very mediocre run stop. But then again, it comes to stopping the pass and stopping Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams. These are the guys that the Raiders are going to have to look for. And as I had already stated, the Chargers are extremely competitive. The Raiders cannot take them lightly. Lightly, excuse me. And if the game had fans in attendance, obviously it'd be another home game for the Raiders. Los Angeles is the third home, or the, you could say Vegas is now the third home for the Raiders. Oakland being the first, LA being second, Vegas being the third. Um, the Raiders... It's a home game when they play in Los Angeles, whether they're playing the Chargers, whether they're playing the Rams. That's just the way it goes. They pack it out in silver and black. We've seen it before, and we'd see it again. So the Raiders feel comfortable. They're not going into a hostile environment. They're playing in a dome. They're feeling pretty excited to go into this game. And it really starts um, that path of playing all the AFC West teams. These next three games are extremely intense. We're coming off the game against Cleveland where I said, we're going to win. We have to win to move on into this AFC West trio of games. Now the Raiders are 4-3. and three. The outside looking in at the playoff picture as we take a look at that, just outside at that eighth seed below the Cleveland Browns. And now don't start hoping the Browns can lose so we can get in. Just focus on your own destiny because it's only week nine. We have a lot of games left. There's no need to start, oh, we need Cleveland to lose here, Indianapolis. No, none of that. We got the Chargers on Sunday, a very winnable game, although it's going to be highly competitive. Raiders 4-3, they win this game, move to 5-3, two above 500 as they go play Denver, another game that we should be able to win at home. And then you go play the Kansas City Chiefs. Three games right there where the Raiders can find themselves at 6-3, going on to the other half of the schedule where we see Atlanta and the New York Jets and teams of that nature. These are all... AFC West battles that will bring the national attention. A lot of media, Colin Coward saying the Raiders are a top six team in the NFL. Peter Schrager, NFL Network, saying the Raiders play black and white football. They run the ball better than anybody, and we're just not noticing yet nationally. Pump the brakes there. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. If you remember, last year for a small period, the Raiders were 6-4. and four. They went on a downward slope once they got staunched by the New York Jets, and then they got staunched by the Kansas City Chiefs. Then they choked at home against the Titans and the Jaguars. We've seen it before. 
Let's not have it happen, especially in this first year in Vegas where things are a little bit wide open where the Raiders are. They have Cleveland ahead of them, and they have these games that are winnable ahead of them. Chargers, Denver, let's start there with the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, what do I think is going to happen in this game here? Well, for one, the Raiders are almost getting healthy. Richie Incognito hasn't been seen at practice. If he comes back, that's going to really put this offensive line over the top because Denzel Good and Brandon Parker have played some of the best games that they ever have in their entire career in the silver and black. If you plug in Richie Incognito, it's like, damn, now they have their veteran who goes across from, who goes alongside Colton Miller, really bolsters the left side of the line. Trent Brown, obviously the sad thing that happened to him before the game, he had air injected into his bloodstream. He was unable to play against the Cleveland Browns. He should be playing Sunday. That bolsters the right side of the line. And as I said, you can't say enough good things about Tom Cable, what he's been able to do to get Denzel good and Brandon Parker ready. Sam Young's been good too, but he's also a little bit injury prone. So the Raiders offensive line is getting healthier as we go. And that's huge because Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, all AFC West teams, you want to have your full roster. Damon Arnett already talked about him. He's not going to make the secondary A+. He's not even going to bring the secondary to C+. I think the Raiders are very mediocre back there. I said it in multiple podcasts, multiple articles. The Raiders needed to make a trade at the deadline for someone in the secondary. They didn't do it. I'm not upset at general manager Mr. Mayock because you look around the NFL, there's plenty of other teams that needed to make a trade, one of them being the Green Bay Packers, the Baltimore Ravens. No trades were made at all. Those are teams that are teams that are probably better than the Raiders and a better opportunity to get themselves at a chance to go to the Super Bowl. They didn't make a move either, so I'm not all the way frustrated at that, although it would have been nice, it would have been there, the Raiders, to go get a secondary or go get someone on the interior defensive line. I had mentioned Harrison Smith, Geno Atkins. All these were valuable options. So I guess Mike Mayock just wasn't really in the mood. They might have tried. There were words around that they had spoken with the Minnesota Vikings, but things didn't really fall through. That's okay. We got to move on, and we're moving on at 4-3 and three with the roster we have that is getting more healthy. Brian Edwards, he's been practicing a little bit, and when Brian comes back, that is going to bring the Raiders to extreme depth at the wide receiver position. position excuse me. You'll have Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Renfro, Zay Jones. The only guy missing is Tyrell Williams, where when it comes to offseason, are the Raiders going to keep Tyrell Williams? I honestly couldn't tell you because Brian Edwards, I think he's going to be the gem of this draft that Mike Mayock just had in 2020. Brian Edwards was great at South Carolina. He holds the school's record in receptions, and he plays the screen game well. He plays the short routes well, and that's what John Gruden loves to do. And the game that he got hurt against the New England Patriots was, was all the way back in week three. It's like feels like forever ago almost that Brian Edwards looked good. The play he got hurt on, he took a slant about 20-plus yards and rolled up on his ankle. He might be playing in this game against the Chargers. I would say a little bit more doubtful. I think he's just going through the motions at practice. I wouldn't expect him to throw him out there. But the game against Denver, I think that's a good shot that the Raiders get Brian Edwards back in this game. Speaking of the draft class and the rookies here, I think this game, this is my bold prediction for the game against the Los Angeles Chargers. And when I say Chargers, I just keep wanting to say San Diego. 
and I've noticed that's been the trend for broadcasters with the Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders, that's where we are now. I got friends, family even saying Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders, saying, you know, town business, all the same things. It's so hard to get Oakland out of my mind, and it's so hard to get San Diego out of my mind for L.A., even though they've been there for, I think, four years now, three or four years. But anyways, full prediction for this game against the Los Angeles Chargers is this. Henry Ruggs is going to have his best game as a Raider so far. And I could tell that Derek Carr has been hungry to get him the football. We've seen it a little bit in the game against the Cleveland Browns. He had a touchdown that got taken away. The Browns game was obviously the destiny for Josh Jacobs to have a breakout of this season. I never thought Josh Jacobs got off of the track of being one of the best running backs in the NFL. I never thought that for a minute. Now, after that game against the Browns, he's looking across at a divisional foe where last year he had the game-winning score against the Chargers on Thursday night football. I think that Josh is going to have a good game. That's a given. I think that Henry Ruggs is going to be the player that pops off for the Raiders. I think he's finally going to immaculate more than three or four catches. I think Ruggs should be up in the sevens and eights of catches. I think he's going to have 100 yards, and I think he's going to have a touchdown. Derek Carr is playing really good right now. His numbers did not show it in the Browns game, but it was enough given the weather. That's all it was. That was old-school style football, and Derek Carr did his job to manage the game. He run the ball. He ran the ball. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. He ran the ball. That's what Raider Nation's been wanting. I wanted him to slide. I guess he didn't play a lot of baseball as a kid. I know Derek loves the Dodgers. He obviously didn't play too much because he wanted slide. He was embracing contact. He was getting up. He was running his mouth to the Cleveland Browns defense and I loved every second of it he showed leadership he brought the boys together and managed the game well through a touchdown to Hunter Renfro I think Derek Carr's on pace to have about a 300 yard plus game against the Los Angeles Chargers Sunday I think the Raiders quite frankly are going to dominate this game I think the first half of the game the Raiders are going to be in control now this may not age well on Monday because there's been plenty of times where I put all my marbles in the Raiders to go do big things and they've bit me that's how it is being a Raiders fan. My 22 years on earth, I felt pain, you know, more than 100 times. It won't be new if I have to eat my words come Monday morning, but I'm going to be prepared because I think that the Raiders are riding in high to L.A. I expect them to throw the ball around and run it very efficiently down the throats of the Los Angeles Chargers. So my bold prediction, Henry Ruggs, eight catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Put him in your fantasy lineup. That's for damn sure. Raiders are going to win this football game. It may end close in the fourth quarter, but I do believe the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, Raiders are going to be ahead by at least 14 points. Chargers might cut it close, but I do think the Raiders are going to look dominant throughout this game. They will move to 5-3, and three and we'll have a victory Monday. Hopefully, I could be wrong. You can hold me to it, but I'm taking the Raiders to win this football game. Thank you for listening to Steel Talks Raiders on the Rebel Report podcast. We'll see you Monday. Just win, baby.